This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Oana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Oana Enquirer publisher here with you. I enjoyed last week catching up with Jay Lehman, former Illini All-American linebacker, about his thoughts on Brett Bielema's staff, his meetings with Brett Bielema in person here recently, and just what he feels as an alumni now that Brett Bielema's here with the staff in place and where he thinks this program can go. Always love catching up with Jay Lehman, who you know is full of personality, has great uh, football knowledge, uh, but also is a BTN analyst. So he has insight into the Big Ten and is just really, really good at his job. This week, I decided to go across the line of scrimmage and a different medium uh, in the media. I went with the radio, Illini Radio Network analyst and former Illini All-American offensive lineman, Martin O'Donnell. And Martin, just like Jay, weighs in on what he thinks about what Brett Bielema has brought to the program here in the honeymoon of these first, what, five weeks on the job. I get into a football discussion with Martin about what Brett Bielema could bring to the defensive side of the ball and what Tony Peterson uh, can bring on the offensive side of the ball, as well as Bart Miller, offensive line coach, who got me pumped up. So I asked the guy who actually played at the highest level um, what he thought about Bart so far and what he can bring to the program. But we also just talk about this roster and expectations right away. And and Martin, who is a fellow White Sox fan, by the way, and I do ask him a little White Sox question towards the end of this. Uh, I just love talking football with Martin and one of my favorite people uh, to talk to at football games, all of that, and just uh, uh, become a friend of mine, I believe, over the last couple of years. I would call him that. Don't know if he would call me that. But uh, I, I just love talking football, and if I have a question about offensive line play or, or defense or what's happening during a game, Martin is always kind enough to uh, give me his insight, and he's always kind enough to join me on this podcast as well and give you guys his insight. So I am so happy we're able to just call these former Illini greats up and talk to them and uh, get their thoughts about Illinois football, especially at this time, a turning point under Brett Bielma. So we'll talk with Martin O'Donnell about everything I just said, but what he can bring in 2021, what he can bring long-term. Martin O'Donnell, Illini Radio Network, former Illini All-American offensive lineman. He joins the Illini Inquirer podcast next. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always excited to talk some Illini football with my guy. You hear him on the Illini Radio Network, and he's great at what he does. Martin O'Donnell, former Illini All-American offensive lineman. Martin, how are you? I'm doing well, Jeremy. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. I've been busy. Brett Bielema uh, has kept us busy here in the media with all his staff hirings, some recruiting additions as well. But I don't think I've been able to catch up with you. Um, I don't even know if we've talked on here since uh, Bielema was hired. But uh, So take me back to that, Martin. When when you first saw Brett Bielema was hired, I don't know. I, I figure that's a Martin O'Donnell type of guy. Am I wrong? No, certainly seems to be. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but uh, if you're if you're putting it in terms of you know emphasis on the trenches, absolutely. But you know, before we talk about that, just want to say you know, and this is not a commercial or anything, but you know, love all the content that that you and your staff have been putting out. I think it's great and uh, doing a really nice job of uh, you, of covering all the news here lately. And, and adding uh, Joey was a great great move. So. Uh, just wanted to say that before we get going. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, no, it, it's been great. You know, I think, um, you know, I was intrigued when they announced that, uh, you know, that Coach Bielma was going to be the next coach. And then, you know, everything really since that first Saturday morning where, you know, word started getting around and then he's on game day and, you know, the introductory press conference, everything is really just, you know, gotten me to buy in even more. You know, I think he obviously, you know, he says a lot of the right things. I think he's at, at the, at the end of it all, I think he is above all, you know, a, a major college football coach. He's run programs in the Big Ten and the SEC, and uh, I, I think he's really got a plan, and I think he's executing on that plan. And I've been very encouraged by the job they've done, and you know, getting a lot of the guys uh, who were seniors last year to come back, and then, you know, picking up some other commits in the transfer portal, and and putting together a really really impressive staff. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing whatever we can see as spring ball. Uh, just to kind of start to get a feel for the 21 Illinois football team. You know, Martin, us from the outside who weren't a part of a college football, we can, we can look for certain things, right? Like what kind of staff members does he get? What is he doing recruiting right away? But you kind of mentioned it, that he has a plan. Like you as a former college football player, like what what is most important in that plan right away? Like was there something Zook did when he took over for Turner when you were there? Or, you know, what what do you look for? right away to go okay that he's he's taking this in the right direction you know what it's a good question and i don't know there's any one right answer and um you know i don't even know that i could have a good answer in terms of when you know coach took took over from from coach turner but i think one thing that you know from what i've been able to tell by you know you know firsthand in terms of you know coach bielema and his press conferences and you know hearing the the players on the team you know talk a little bit and same thing with recruits is i i think I think one of the things he's done is, is immediately made an impression with who he is, you know, with his personality. And I think with connecting with, you know, the guys on the team and people that he's trying to recruit. And so um, I think that that's a big deal. First and foremost is, you know, there's a lot that goes into 
a college football program. But at the end of the day, and at its core, it's it's about the relationships within, you know, now the the Smith Football Performance Center. I mean, that's really what it's ultimately all about. And you have you have a new coach, new coaching staff come in, and you know everybody's got to kind of you know prove themselves or reprove themselves, or you know, everybody's got a blank slate. Um, and for some guys, that's good. For some guys, you know, they got you know they've worked really hard over the past couple of years building relationships with with Lovey and his staff, and they got to kind of start over. And, and so it can be good, but it's it, it's uncertainty. And I think one thing that obviously helps when you're dealing with uncertainty is is trying to get a feel for, you know, where does this guy stand? You know, what is, what is Brett Bielema about? What is his coaching staff about? And, you know, they don't know a lot about that right now, but I think at least in terms of at first blush, in terms of communications that they've had to date, you know, certainly seems like he's he's getting across who he is. And, you know, I've been on a couple of Zooms, you know, in, in group settings, and I think you kind of get a feel for who the guy is. Um, and I think it's an engaging personality. I think it's a guy who, who knows what he wants, and I think it's a – uh, I think it's a, a coach who is, uh, above all, excited uh, to be back in the head coach's chair at a Power 5 conference school and at a Big Ten school. I mean, Martin, you knew Lovey Smith. I know you respected him. Um, obviously, you, you know you, you talk with him every week, just like I would talk to him every week. What What do you think is the biggest difference of what Brett brings um, You know that, that maybe Lovey did not? You know, it's a good question, and, and I don't – I don't know Coach Bielema, you know, yet yeah. at all. But I think one of the things is it, it's just it, it's a different approach. And I think you know, obviously, the Lovey Smith that um, that a lot of the media saw on a weekly basis, you know, was different than um, you know Lovey when you kind of sat down one on one with him, and, right. and he was a really engaging guy. Um, but that was kind of you know the way he approached things was you know he didn't necessarily want to he wanted to be careful with kind of who he showed that side to. And I think that's just one of the early things right now is you know when you know when when Brett kind of got emotional in his opening press conference talking about his family, you know, that was a, it was a break from the past. Right. And so I think for guys, college age, you know, obviously there's different approaches for coaching staffs that can work, but um, you know, I think certainly football is, is an emotional game and, you know, heck you think about everything that the players in that room, you know, when he went in and spoke with them for the first time, everything they'd been through in the past year, you know, just with, with COVID and trying to play big time college football and all the challenges involved with it. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, kind of that, that piece of vulnerability, but also, you know, excitement and energy um, is something that, you know, outwardly is certainly different. And I think, you know, Brett Bielema is, is here and he's, he's excited to be at Illinois and he's excited to, to sell Illinois football. And I think that's, that's what you have to do is, you know, a college football coach, you know, there's an aspect of it where you have to be a salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that in a positive way. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Bielema is ready to do that. He is doing that. Yeah. I know you're on that alumni call, right? Um, what is what is the chatter between you guys as alums, or how do you think Brett has, you know, reached out uh, to to people like on that Zoom call? No, I, th- I think he did a really good job. I think he hit on a lot of the points, and you know, I've said it in you know various things over the past, you know, since he's been hired. But I, I think one of the things that that I appreciated that he acknowledges that he acknowledged up front was he doesn't have all the answers, and he wants to listen, and he wants to know kind of what makes. Illinois unique, Illinois football unique, and you know he wants to know where you know where the blind spots are, mm-hmm. and I, I you know I appreciate that. Uh, that's certainly that's something you have to do anytime you come into a program. That you know, obviously he's familiar with Illinois from having competed against uh, you know us in the conference previously. But every university is very very different. Every college football team, every college football program is very very different. And so you know I think um, that was something that stood out to me that 
you know, that I like to hear from anybody in any leadership situation, be it football or be it business or anything, just that somebody's willing to listen to um, to what others have to say because when it comes to, you know, Illinois football, Illinois football and the DNA, I mean, you know, he's, he's still learning that piece of it. And obviously he's going to be the one um, that has a big part of what that looks like going forward. What do you remember against about playing his defenses? Because I think you played his defenses almost every year you played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he would have been, because I think he was the head coach there in 06 and 07. Yeah. And then he would have been the defensive coordinator probably in 04 and 05 yeah. um, as well, at least when in 03. I don't know what time, I don't know when exactly he got to Wisconsin. But no, I mean, they're always disciplined, uh, disciplined defenses. Uh, they played hard. You had a lot of smart players. Um, Wisconsin was always the kind of thing where, you know, they had, you know, they certainly had a good amount of talent, um, you know, in the front forward and in the back seven. But, you know, again, they, they just played really excellent team defense, not that dissimilar from Iowa. Um, you know, I think they did a, a little bit more. And, again, this is, you know, heck, 14 years ago now. I think they did a, did a little bit more blitzing and things like that. But, again, they were, they were going to play um, good, solid, sound football and uh, were always really tough, you know, always really good on the lines, always had good, smart linebackers, um, you know, and then the defensive backs and, you know, usually the safeties, if I recall correctly. I mean, you always had a, at least an all-Big Ten caliber guy um, there. Let me stick on that defense, Martin, because uh, you're a lot football smarter than I am. Um, we've talked about like what they could run. Is it going to be a three, four? Is it going to be a three, three, five? Will it be a four, two, five for, for an offense? What does that mean? Like, wh- like, what is the difference of going up against, you know, those kind of schemes or, you know, what's the difference of those schemes now compared to maybe even when you played? Yeah, I mean, and obviously they, they evolve quite a bit. I think at its, you know, when you're, when you're playing kind of an odd front, I'll just use the generic term, you know, odd front, you know, where, and again, it's not just as simple as, you know, a 3-4 defense where you have, you know, one guy lined up over the center, two guys lined up over the tackle, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have the bubbles over the guards where you have the linebackers. What it allows you to do is just do a bunch of different things with respect to alignment, um, stunting, blitzing, you know, using that with the down linemen and the linebackers. But one of the things that's just different about it is it's different angles. You know, you have different different angles when you kind of have your, your typical run blocking or pass blocking if you have a tackle. You know, sometimes that end might line up in a four-eye on the inside shoulder of the tackle. Well, that's a different kind of block. You know, if he's going to be pass blocking that guy, you know, he and the guard really got to be working together no matter what the pass protection is. So it just winds up with a little bit more thinking. It allows you to disguise a little bit more, do some different things. Um, but really, I think ultimately what it allows is just, you know, flexibility with respect to personnel. Yeah. Um, you obviously got to have some guys, you know, on the interior who can be space eaters who can kind of eat up blocks um, and really allow your linebackers to be the playmakers uh, kind of on the inside and, and flow over the top, but also, you know, blitz a fair amount. And then I think, again, if you're doing it right, and this is something that Wisconsin has done a really good job of, you know, certainly in the past five, six, seven years when you look at a Wisconsin defense, and obviously Coach Bielema wasn't there at the time, but I think what you just see is you always have a couple of good guys on the edge, you know, stand-up rushers that can apply pressure. And, again, when you have those different – when you have different alignments and guys lined up different ways at different levels, it, it, ca- it can cause the offense and the offensive line in particular, the quarterback even, really to just kind of hesitate. You know, and defensively, if you can get the offense to hesitate a little bit after the snap, well, then that's where they can get in a little bit of an advantage. You get on a guy's edge, uh, and then all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, off to the races with pressure. So I think it just allows you a bunch of different – uh, a bunch of different looks uh, that you can do. And, again, you know, that's one of the things I'm interested to see. Um, yeah. Obviously, like any other kind of defense, there's you can have kind of a, an attacking odd front. You can have a little bit more of a base odd front. 
Um, so I'll be interested to see kind of which iteration of that they're they're working towards. And as you said, Martin, they they return everybody on the defensive line. They return, um, you know, Tony Adams in the secondary as long as as well as yeah. every other starter except for Nate Hobbs. And you know, there's a couple linebackers that have experience, but they're probably going to have to add another transfer there. But what? How do you think they approach that? Um, I would imagine they just go through spring ball, see what they have. But I keep using the word multiple because I just figured they mm-hmm. probably won't change everything this year, but they might, right. you know, show some differences this year. But how do you think the personnel, you know, guides them to what they do defensively at least early on? Well, I think it guides them a whole heck of a lot better than if those guys wouldn't have come back. You yeah. know, I think you just look at that, especially along the defensive line. I think honestly. You know, the guys they have coming back, they actually fit kind of nicely into kind of a more traditional, you know, 3-4 where you have Rod Perry at nose and you got Jamal Woods, who's always kind of been a tweener. Is he a defensive end? Is he a, is he a defensive tackle? And, you know, allows him to really kind of be multiple there. And I think, you know, Owen Carney um, can play defensive end in that scheme as well. And then if you have a stand-up guy, um, obviously somebody like Isaiah Gay fits pretty well, mm-hmm. um, you know, at first blush in, in that scheme. But, yeah, I think obviously, you know, spring ball for both sides, players, coaches, it's going to be a lot of learning. You know, it's going to be a lot of learning who can do what because ultimately I think good coaches, what they do is, you know, they look at their roster and, you know, coaches shouldn't be asking guys to do something they can't do, you know. And so I think if you have people who can be uh, schemes that can be multiple and move things around, um, certainly 21 is going to be a transitional year offensively, defensively. Um, you know, I'm sure they have a vision in terms of exactly what they want to do both on offense and, and on defense, but you got to fit that to personnel first and foremost. Um, and then you recruit, you figure out exactly what you want, who you want, and then you go and recruit to that. So, um, you know, I, I think they'll have the ability, like you said, to be multiple, you know, both on offense and defense, um, here going forward. Listen, I wasn't 6'5", 290, 300, and a top 50 prospect coming out of Downers Grove South, Martin. Uh, but, uh, when, when I heard Bart Miller, you know, talk to us. Um, my five foot nine, hundred and eighty five pounds senior self got really fired up to go hit a sled. Um, what did you, What did you think of Bart Miller? No, I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, you know, suburban Chicago guy, and um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm partial to that. And I think Bart and I are in the are in the same class. Actually, it came out mm-hmm. in the same class. So I, I like it. And there were actually, you know, I think there's shades of it that kind of hit on. Um, some of the things that, uh, you know, my last year with, uh, with Eric Wolford, who, you know, has most recently was at South Carolina. I think Wolf is at Kentucky now. Um, but really just kind of the, that mentality that you have to have when you play an offensive line. And obviously, you know, Bart Miller's a guy who played offensive line in college, so he gets that aspect of it, the level you need to compete at. And, you know, offensive line play, I mean, so much of it's about pride, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys, you know, O-line pride is a saying, and, there, and there's, there's a lot that's wrapped up into that, but it's, it's got to be guys that every single play – are going to be out there hitting somebody and you know ultimately the success of the offense you know lies solely within um you know the power of the offensive line as an offensive line all you can do is give the offense an opportunity to be successful you know we can't throw the ball we can't catch the ball we can't run the ball but you know if we don't do our job then nobody else can do it so i i really liked what uh what he had to say you know again i think a lot of it is mentality um i think it's something that's going to resonate with the guys in that room and Illinois has a great tradition of, of offensive line play, of putting a lot of guys in the NFL. I mean, you look at what a guy like Nick Allegretti is doing. I mean, I mean, shoot, he's going to be starting in a Super Bowl. I mean, Nicky's had a great, uh, great couple year run, and how cool is Ted that? Karras with the Dolphins now. I mean, it's, it's just it's fun. So Illinois has a, a history of guys playing offensive line, playing at a high level, and um, I look forward to seeing them this fall. What's made Nicky successful? 
um, you know, in his first, I, I guess, especially this year, Martin, um, starting, yeah. I think, 10 games now. What, what's made him s- successful, uh, you know, with all those injuries they had? I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated, but I think in a lot of ways it's simple. I mean, he is a tough, smart, physical kid. You know, that, that, that's what he is, and, and he's versatile. I mean, that's the other aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, he can play, you know, all three of the interior positions. And so, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't surprised at all when, uh, you know, obviously he, he made the team and he's been having success. You know, it was a lot of fun seeing him out there um, last Sunday clearing holes, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the AFC Championship game. So I, I think that's what it is. And I, th- I think a guy like Nick Allegretti is what, you know, that's what uh, – that's, that's the blueprint for – Illinois football success, right? You get a guy from the Chicagoland area, you know, pretty good recruit, you know, comes to the University of Illinois, plays a lot of football, um, and then goes on to the NFL and has success there. And I think there's guys like that that over the past several years have been going to other institutions in the Midwest and beyond. And, um, you know, I think Illinois has really got to get their fair share of those guys every single year because they're there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, has to, you know, they have to get the message to resonate with them that, that it helps to stay at home and that they can stay at home and still win football games. Uh, we're going to have a couple offensive linemen set records for career starts as long as they stay healthy yeah. with Alex Belcheski, Vidarian Lowe, and of course Doug Kramer is going to be towards that top too. Uh, what is getting those guys back? Like how good can they be? Because I, I think we know, Martin, they're like a solid offensive line, but how good can yeah. they be with all that experience? I mean – Look, my expectations for them to be the best offensive line in the Big Ten. I think if you're doing that, then you're one of the best offensive lines in the country. You know, I think their I think their goal should be, you know, to be up there for the Joe Moore Award, which you know goes to the best offensive line in the nation. And I think getting those three guys back who've played a ton of football is huge. And one of the benefits of, of last year, last year's season was you had you know Virtus Brown got a lot of starts. Mm-hmm. You know, Julian Pearl got a lot of starts, and I think they both did pretty darn well. And then you add in a guy like Blake Gerasati, and all of a sudden, you know, there's you know probably more depth along the offensive line than we've had in quite a while. And you obviously lose a guy like Kendrick Green to the draft, but I think Kendrick's going to be a great pro. And so I think there's options to kind of fill that in. But you know, that I think is going to be the barometer in terms of what kind of success you know Illinois has in 2021. If the offensive line's clicking and going, um, I think there's uh, I think the sky's the limit. You've played um, and seen a lot of great offensive linemen. Like, where, where do you think Kendrick? Where do you think he goes in the draft? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a draft. Sure. He, he feels, he feels kind of like to me, you know, kind of like a John Asamoah, you know, yeah. and I think John was a third round pick, had a, had a great NFL career. I mean, I would see Kendrick kind of in that, you know, if I'm spitballing it, I say third, fourth round range, maybe. I mean, I could certainly see him going earlier. Cause again, you know, like Nick Allegretti, it's, it's an Illinois guy. Mm-hmm. He's tough. He's smart. He's versatile. Um, and he's physical, and I think he's got a lot of traits there. Now the pre-draft process is going to be really different, it looks like, um, this year than it has been in prior years. But I think whoever drafts him is going to get a great, a great player because he, he was also a guy that, you know, he'd shown flashes, you know, previously in, in, in 19, a little bit in 18. Um, but really this year, was, it was, he, he took that necessary next step of, you know, utilizing the physical tools that, that he's worked for in order to develop and, you know, really just kind of added the consistency on top of it. And, and it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he played some, he played some really, really good football uh, in 2020. Uh, Tony Peterson was uh, Brett Bielema's first hire and probably his, his most important hire, right? His offensive coordinator where he'll mm-hmm. basically be the head coach of that offense. 
he's got an interesting background, Martin, with, you know, he's had pass heavy offenses. He's had run heavy offense where there's App State or, or Michigan or all those, you know, big numbers in between with the passing offense. What do you expect out of him at Illinois? I have no idea. Right. And I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that. I mean, because, you know, I think the, the thing immediately, as soon as I saw the hire and kind of went back and looked through the resume, you know, seeing that he was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota, you know, when they had Lawrence Maroney and Marion Barber, um, you know, and that was a very specific style of offense. I mean, it was hard, you know, outside zone, inside zone, play action off of that. And so I like the fact that you have that kind of married with, you know, some of the offenses you've had, which, have, you know, have been a little bit more pass happy. And, you know, again, I think with that, you know, the, the interesting part about that to me and the part that I like is it shows me obviously as a, as a, as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator, um, he's going he's gonna to do what his personnel allows him to do. And so I think that's going to be really important in 2021. And, and again, obviously they're going to have a blueprint in terms of, you know, what kind of quarterback are they looking for? What kind of running backs are they looking for? What kind of offensive linemen are they looking for on that side of the ball? But um, I'm not really sure how they're going to marry it. I mean, again, you know, I think, you know, obviously some of the, um, the hand is tits a little bit. I mean, you know, get a, you know, fullback H back from, from Michigan state, you know, kind of a body type that doesn't necessarily exist on the roster right now. Um, but I, you know, I would anticipate seeing, you know, two tight end sets more, uh, than we have, I you know certainly having that fullback H back role, uh, but I'm again that that's one of the things I can't wait to see this spring in whatever capacity I can is just kind of what they're doing on offense, and it's always interesting when you have a new offense, you know, going and seeing the first couple of days of practice if if able because you really get to see the bread and butter of the playbook, you get to see what the the plays are that are supposed to be kind of the uh, the pillars of that offense, and um, everything else just kind of goes out from there. I personally hope there's a there's an open court, uh, quarterback competition here, Martin. Um, you know, sure. I think Isaiah earned that last year, and and Brandon didn't earn not to have a quarterback competition. But it's obvious Tony was talking to us like Brandon would probably be the guy. What's going to be the key for Tony in, in his development of Brandon one more year? You know, that's a really good question. I, I think the key is just. Um, continuing to put Brandon in positions that he can be successful. You know, and I think we've seen Brandon Peters play some really good football at the University of Illinois. Um, like a lot of guys in the roster, they've played, you know, they've, they've done a really nice job sometimes. There's other times where they've struggled. Um, I haven't spent enough time to figure out exactly, you know, why and what part of it um, and how that works. But I think Brandon Peters is a guy that has a lot of great physical tools. Um, some of the balls that he's thrown over the past, you know, couple of years are, you know, some of the better passes that I've seen since I've been announcing Illinois games. Um, and even before that, you know, since I've been a part of Illinois football, I mean, he, he has beautiful touch on the ball at times. And then there's other times where um, just inconsistency is there. And so I think above all, Illinois is going to need a quarterback that's just consistent. And I think that's typically what you've seen with Brett Bielema coach teams is you might not have, you know, Russell Wilson's not there every year. <laughs> but you know, you typically have a guy at quarterback that's going to be able to make the plays that they can make and is going to, you know, truly, you know, run the offense and be an extension of the coaching staff. And I think Brandon Peters can certainly do that. And I think Isaiah Williams could do that. I think it'll be good for Isaiah Williams' development, you know, to have, you know, fresh set of eyes and, you know, learning a new playbook and things like that. Because I think Isaiah showed some really nice things last year. Um, and it's just unfortunate because he would have, any, would have had an even bigger opportunity um, and same thing with Brandon, you know, because of the COVID issues on the team. So it's, it's hard, uh, it's hard to try to fathom the impact and, and the disruption it is when you're just away from football activities for several weeks in season. Um, it's, a, it's just, it's just really tough. 
Yeah, and they're mostly running this team back, which is really impressive by Bielema to get some of these kids back. I know some of them were going to come back regardless of who probably the coach was. But um, So what are, what are your expectations year one, Martin, uh, with a new staff, all of this usually it's gonna, not going to yeah. be a great year. But, I mean, all these guys seem pretty enthused. And, man, I, there's not many more experienced rosters in the Big Ten. No. No, I I I think they I think it should be I think they should compete for the Big Ten West and they should go to a bowl game. I mean that's it's my expectations for what was supposed to be for 2020 and and it didn't wind up happening. But I think there's there's obviously a lot of um, there's a lot of returning talent. There's a lot of returning experience. Um, you know, and again, it, it's always tough when you transition from one coaching staff to another. And you know, certainly the past two times Illinois has done it. You know, that first year team again, returned a lot of experience in guys and it didn't translate to wins. But, you know, there are examples of it across the country otherwise where it does click in year one. And so I think it'll, it'll be helpful that they will be able to have a spring ball this year, obviously. Um, you know, last year, no spring ball. So I, I think that'll be good. And then um, it's really just kind of a matter of how does this coaching staff gel and how does the team gel. And, again, early returns for all of that are, are pretty promising from my perspective. So you basically said, can't handle my excitement for what we're about to do on Twitter. You're a pretty balanced mm-hmm. guy, Martin. Uh, but t- yeah. take off the analyst hat and, and put on the orange and blue sunglasses, right? Because like, you want this program to succeed. Um, just what is your excitement level at? Like, how, how, are, how are you feeling right now about this program? Well, first of all, I don't really have an analyst hat. My my, the only hat I own just says number one Illini Homer. Um, but it, that's not to say that I can't be uh, uh, objective and yeah. be you know disappointed than more disappointed than most. Uh, certainly, one of the most disappointed people outside of the building um, when things don't go well. But um, yeah, I, I said that I don't know a week or so ago, and you know it, it had just been kind of a, a busy several weeks, and so I hadn't really paid too much. I paid attention. I hadn't really thought about it much, but you know, again, it's just you look at the roster that they have coming back, and again, you know, credit to Coach Bielema and the rest of the staff, and credit to the to the guys for for wanting to come back and do it because I do believe there's a sincere belief that 2020 was going to be their year, and then obviously it wasn't for a variety of reasons. Um, but I think you know it's it's a very unique opportunity to try and, like you said, run it back, do it again. Uh, you know, again, I think that the Big Ten West is still kind of there for the taking. You know, I haven't spent too much time with the schedule, but mm-hmm. I think certainly, um, you know, Illinois should be right there and, and in pretty much every single game that they have on the schedule. And like I said, I'm, my expectation is they at least go to a bowl game. And I think you kind of, you know, off from there if they can do it just because of the excitement. And I, I get that we're kind of still in the honeymoon phase right. as you are with new coaches, but um, you know, I think there's, positivity there's buzz around the program you know i have people asking me you know illinois football stuff who you know had kind of checked out for at least the last year or so you know obviously the four game big 10 win streak and and 19 got some people back but oh i mean i'm I'm just excited it's uh um it's something that I'm, i'm always wanting illinois to be successful because unfortunately my mood is entirely too intertwined with the success on saturdays but um it's it's fun, and uh, you know I'm I'm hoping they can hit the ground running. Certainly, no, they they've definitely given you reason for for optimism, other than just the honeymoon period. I think with the, the staff he's put together. Yeah. Um, one more before I let you go, Martin, and that is, uh, how do you feel about our White Sox off season so far? Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks, Adam Eaton, how you feeling? 
I like it. I mean, I wasn't any under false pretenses that they'd go out and, and spend a bunch of money on, you know, huge, big name free agents. But I, I think obviously they still have a great core. Um, I'm not sold on La Russa as a manager. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Me too. Um, <laughs> I really hope I'm wrong, but uh, I don't fully understand what that was all about. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm certainly optimistic. Obviously making the playoffs last year is a big deal. And um seems like the, the pieces that they've added have all generally made sense, yep. right? Like, and I don't, I don't follow, you know, I'm kind of more of a uh, just suburban Chicago meatball when it comes to most other um, sports, you know, White Sox, baseball, Illinois basketball, um, Bears football chief among them. But uh, they all seem to make sense, which I like. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, this is, uh, like we said before we hopped on this call, I'd, Sure, it would be nice to go to a White Sox game at some point this summer. Yeah, it would be nice to see some Illinois football fans at games this year, too. I, pre- I totally Absolutely. agree with that. Martin O'Donnell, you're the goods, man. Always appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeremy. Great stuff, as always, from Martin O'Donnell. Can't thank him enough for joining us. All right, that'll do it for us on the Illinois Enquirer podcast for this time. Check the website for the latest on Illinois football and Brett Bielma and his recruiting efforts, his staff as well. Uh, This week already we've had uh, content on George McDonald, the new Illinois wide receivers coach, as well uh, as Mark Tarasani, the chief of staff. What does a chief of staff do? Who is Mark Tarasani? Well, he knows Brett Bielma as well as anybody. So check out that piece for free up at Illini Inquirer. And uh, we're chatting with Kevin Kane on Tuesday as well, the new Illini outside linebackers coach who Brett Bielma convinced to come to Illinois uh, despite losing a defensive coordinator position title he had at SMU. So looking forward to chatting with Kevin and learning more about him as well. That'll all be up at IlliniInquirer.com as well as plenty of basketball content as we get you ready for kind of a huge time in recruiting. Uh, for Illinois basketball, and Derek Piper is all over that, but also as Illinois gears up to play number seven Iowa, those hated Hawkeyes on Friday night. Been a while since Illinois basketball has played. We'll have the latest on them as well. And Derek Piper and I are going to record a podcast here soon to talk about everything with Illinois basketball. If you don't already, please subscribe to the Illinois Inquirer podcast wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.